You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Sometimes we have serious topics where there's not a lot of smiling, there's not a lot of laughing, it's not a lot of fun. This is not one of those podcasts. Last week we did, uh, I think I did one on um, opioid addiction and how many overdose deaths there were, there were in Seattle. Today, and I'm just going to read this title because this is funny. This is Jason Rance. This guy puts out some great stuff. Jason, you do a great job. Rance, mythical Antifa. Remember when we had a uh, politician come out and say, oh, it's mythical. They're a myth. They don't really exist. Mythical Antifa peacefully riot after saying they'd riot, catching Seattle and Portland off guard. Because, oh, we didn't know they were going to riot, even though they said they were. That's what we've got going on. Before we jump on into this article by Jason Rance, if you're new here, thanks for joining. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. So I am a real estate guy that reads the news. A lot of it about Seattle, stuff that impacts property values, but just some fun stuff too. And this isn't the, the topic isn't fun here, but the way that Jason wrote this, it's pretty funny. So let's get into it. And this came out, uh, this is uh, 770 KTTH here in Seattle. And it's on my Northwest. Antifa. <laughs> At the very beginning of this article, Jason's got, for those of you on the podcast who aren't watching on YouTube, Jason's got a picture of basically Antifa just doing their usual rioting kind of thing. Just a bunch of black, black clad people, right? Antifa, if Antifa existed, this would be a photo of them committing peaceful acts of terrorism. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's no such thing as a peaceful act of terrorism. Uh, so, I mean, that's pretty funny. Antifa, the mythical group invented by right-wingers for reasons unknown, peacefully rioted in Seattle and Portland. And that was just a couple of days ago, right? They just, they went ham. Antifa is just out going, going for it. Though they posted flyers on social media saying they would turn violent, some, shockingly, were caught off guard. Oh my gosh, what are they doing? Even though they said they would. Joe Biden's America, am I right? That's just kind of a standalone sentence there. Yeah, we're going to place this on Joe Biden. This is all Joe Biden's fault. Joe Biden, you need to get Antifa squared away. You're the president now. This is your call. This is your duty. Let's get going. After several acts of nonviolent property destruction and love taps, the police foolishly labeled assault, Seattle police arrested at least two freedom fighters. Portland police arrested eight, with police clearly planting a large knife on one of the suspects, who was possibly seen on video brandishing the weapon before police made contact. I mean, this is literally what's going on in Seattle. And, oh, we didn't know they were going to be doing this. This is some horrible activity these people are doing. No, wait. It, it's all over the social media. It is. It's just that's Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, that is where these activists, they do their planning. So it's okay for them to do their planning on Twitter and Facebook because those are left-leaning alliance companies, Right. Jack Dorsey, I mean, he is just wide open to the left. You go far right, oh, parlor, oh, no good. That's some violence there. That is, they openly talk about violence, just like they do, far left does, on Twitter and Facebook. But nobody seems to say anything about that because those are, those are peaceful protesters, all clad in black, smashing out windows. In Seattle, the heroic activists valiantly 
fought to protect black lives from police brutality by destroying the storefronts of Starbucks and Amazon Go, the only retail locations offering jobs Antifa activists are barely qualified for. (laughs) That's going for the throat right there, right? Yeah, crazy. They're protecting black lives from police brutality. How are they doing that? By destroying the storefronts of Starbucks and Amazon Go. The only places they can probably get jobs, right? Meanwhile, that's if they have a job. Most of them don't, right? And if you want to really upset black, black clad, black block at any of these, you know, get togethers, these LARPing sessions that they have live action role playing, tell them to get a job. Watch how that goes over. I've got a job. Well, do you really? How are you always able to have time to organize all this stuff and go out to all this protesting if you had a real life? Well, the answer is they don't. Meanwhile, in Portland, Antifa activists rearranged the glass and exterior of the Democratic Party headquarters with hammers and spray paint. They rearranged it. They made it better. They reimagined it. They rethought it. And then they did it. But this was merely a belated thank you to the party that offered the definitely not domestic terrorist support for six months last year. Right? See where we're going with this? It's like, hey, you're calling this over here violence. But over here, we're doing it openly. What's the deal? So, yeah, this was a thank you to the party, to the Democrats, that offered the definitely not domestic terrorists, because they're not. I mean, they're, they're not doing terrorism on Americans. Oh, they are? That makes them domestic? Uh, I don't know. This is all so confusing, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not. It's pretty clear cut. Though Antifa activists use Twitter and Facebook, but not Parler, to openly plan their nonviolent block parties sharing flyers detailing their peaceful plans to burn property, some locals and news outlets were caught off guard by the sheer love and sunshine the groups provided the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, they really just bring a bunch of violence, don't they? Here is uh, here's a tweet from Jason Rance. Hours after Joe Biden called for unity, Antifa committed more acts of domestic terrorism in Seattle and Portland. Should we have seen this coming? Yes, they literally promote their violent riots. I mean, their peaceful protests. And he talked with uh, one of the Fox correspondents. There's a, a video of that. While Democrats pretend to take political violence seriously, they really do. They just pretend. They give lip service to it. I had one of the the Democratic leadership here, King County Councilwoman, who sends out stuff. And I get it just because I want to see what our governor, what genius plans our Governor Inslee is going to reveal. And she literally went on this kind of tirade about the violence that happened at the Capitol. But did we hear anything about the violence that's happening here from Antifa? We don't. It's never even mentioned. Just not a word. Let her go. So while Democrats pretend to take political violence seriously, when it doesn't go their way, only calling it out when conservatives infrequently engage in the odious form of activism. Antifa continues to roam the streets of their communities, committing blatant acts of destruction time and time and time again. And yet nobody really does anything. You'll get a dozen press releases after an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. I I totally noticed that. How much the major media glommed on to, I mean, how many news stories came of that? That guy with the fur, I mean, how much PR did that guy get? No shirt, 
fur, you know, painted face, the guy hanging off the wall. I mean, the guy with his feet up on Pelosi's desk, all those people, they're just made into these storylines because story after story after story. But does Antifa get any of this press? Only from a few select outlets that are willing to cover what's going on. It's pretty limited. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, that's really interesting. This is a one sided war. And these businesses have zero support from their leadership. But months of nonstop violence will hardly earn a tweet from a Seattle council member. I, I haven't seen one, I don't think. I don't look at Twitter a lot. But if there was a tweet about it, condemning the violence, you'd see it. You would see it for sure. Because people would be like, Oh, wow. Hey, hey, now. What's going on? They're actually recognizing that there is wild violence going on in Seattle and Portland. And they're saying something. Oh, they're saying something about it. They're admitting that it's there. Their inaction in condemning their supporters has consequences. Consequently, aimless, privileged 20-somethings douse themselves with too much Axe body spray. They leave their parents' basement or mother-in-law apartment in Kirkland or Woodenville, suburbs of Seattle, for the first time in days and descend upon Seattle for destruction. The mostly white socialist slash progressive degenerates think they're fighting for a just cause, or at least we pretend they do. Many are just looking to cause problems, disappointed that their lives are directionless. That's what I saw this summer when I was over at CHOP a lot, was these people are directionless, and they are looking to fit in somewhere And this is how they're doing it, by taking hammers and smashing out business windows, taking cans of spray paint and tagging storefronts, businesses, you name it, whatever they can, doing a bunch of yelling, doing a bunch of chants, and then claiming that that is how they combat racism (laughs) or fascism or ICE. We no longer want immigration control. I mean, we just don't. We, we don't want any of that. We don't we don't want President Biden. We're not even talking about Trump anymore cuz that, you know, he's out of here. It's this is all Biden's fault. It's all Biden's problem now. While Facebook and Twitter claim to take threats seriously, Antifa in Seattle and Portland openly organize on their platforms. They don't hide their intent. And this is a tweet from Jason Rance. Got an anti-ice demo, January 20th, 2021, Occidental Park. And then we've got uh, F the state, F Biden, land back, F12, January 20th, Revolution Hall, meet 2 p.m., move. That means they leave at 3 p.m. No streamers, no peace police. Those are on Facebook and Twitter. And yet, Parler, oh, that is where all the violence is planned. That's those guys are out of control. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get back up and running. I know Amazon. Uh, there was a court ruling, and I might do a podcast on that. But it's kind of like, all right, if you get the gist, the court has said uh, that they weren't able to prove that they should be uh, that they should force Amazon Web Services AWS to reestablish their website. They, they didn't they weren't able to legally get to that point where it's like, okay, Amazon, you screwed them, put them back up. The court didn't say that what happened was wrong. They just said, yeah, you didn't prove the culpability or whatever it was for 
um, the court to basically throw up, give an injunction and say, yeah, you got to put them back on online. So that didn't happen. So and then the company Epic in Sammamish, Washington, just to the east of me, that it was rumored that um, Parler was going to move their website to, they are basically saying, yeah, no, we haven't really talked with them. We don't have any plans as of right now, to host Parler. So we'll just have to see what happens. But um, pretty major deal to be have your legs cut out cut out from underneath you by Amazon. And um, you're basically just you don't have a platform. So uh, Facebook and Twitter, they're all good with anything far left, They're not so good with the stuff on the far right. And Amazon supports that because Amazon whoosh, took out parlor. We, we can't condemn this kind of violence. We can't condemn that. But but they're, they've got planning for the far left going on Facebook and, and Twitter. Twitter even has porn. I mean, it's an equal opportunity, you know, whatever it is. They'll just take anything, but nobody says anything. Antifa thugs rarely get charged. They have a political establishment that cheers them on or ignores their violence. Same thing, right? And too many in the local media are too terrified to call them out directly or pressure politicians to address the violence. And as Antifa destroys the city, businesses suffer from the terrorism, while cops are burdened with absurd complaints for legal arrests that aren't charged while engaged in a thankless job that the city is trying to defund anyway. That is literally Seattle in a nutshell right there. That's what's going on. It, it's just crazy. Oh, but Seattle and Portland takes violence seriously and Democrats want unity or something. Targeted arrest of a peaceful protester and non-existent group of Antifa after an evening of non-violent property destruction and flag burning in Seattle. That was a tweet from Jason Rance. This stuff is going on lit literally right in front of us in our political leadership here in Seattle is la 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 la. We're just accepted of it. We're tolerant of it. It's their position. Oh, we don't want to rock the boat. They might have supported Black Lives Matter back in the day. They don't now, clearly, but they might have. So we don't, we don't, they're peaceful protesters. Another tweet from Jason Rance. Democrats say they want to root out domestic terrorists, yet they are silent on Antifa, despite a constant stream of violence. It's really easy to stop them. They openly organize on Twitter. I broke it down on Tucker Carlson tonight. So you can watch that segment. It's Antifa terrorizes cities after Biden inauguration. And they did in Seattle and Portland. That's exactly what they did. Is anybody saying about it? Anything about it? Not really. Not really. Major media certainly isn't. A few, a few outlets are. But it's kind of like, yeah, we support them. I mean, it, you know, we literally support them because at one point in time, well, they kind of align more on our side. These guys are far left. This is far left, no doubt. And yet, we still give them a hall pass. I see a lot of conservatives who are saying, you know, what happened at the Capitol? Not okay with they, they openly denounce it. I've, I've kind of gone that direction as well. I'm like, I'm not okay with that. I'm not cool with what happened at the state Capitol. I always say state Capitol. It's the nation's capital, Washington, DC. I'm not okay with that. Trespassing, smashing windows. No, that's not on my list of things to do today, especially at the nation's capital. That's kind of a if you've got a if you've got fencing around and you got cops around who are saying, "Yeah, don't go there." I am probably not going to go there. But does the does 
you know, political leader, does our progressive leadership here in Seattle, do they denounce what's going on and, you know, smashing out storefronts of their constituents? No, they don't denounce that at all. It's just business as usual. Well, we've got 160 businesses in downtown Seattle that have been that have closed their doors for various reasons. Obviously, a bunch of them couldn't make it through the Rona because our governor shut them down, not based on any data or science, but because he picked the winners and the losers. That's just what's happening here in Seattle, and in Washington. And people are saying, yeah, on top of that, on top of being closed down during the pandemic, I can't make a living. I got to close this store down or move elsewhere. So that's what they're doing. So this was a pretty good summation by Jason Rance of really what's going on. And it's 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 underneath our noses so hard. It's so right there that you almost have to make fun of it because it's like what alternate reality is our leadership? What are they looking at? right now? What are they saying? They must just be like, God, did you see that Antifa break in at the the original Starbucks? They did it again, didn't they? Are you going to say anything? No. Are you going to say anything? No. Okay, let's just keep this. Let's keep this between us. We'll pretend it didn't happen. And then we don't have to address it. Right? I mean, that's, that's where it's at. And yet everybody else is like, Hey, wait a minute. How come you're not addressing this? You are literally leadership in the city and you're doing nothing. That's not how leadership is supposed to be, right? They're supposed to take a position and uphold the law. That's that's not what we've got going on here. We've got these people doing this stuff left and right and our city prosecutors aren't prosecuting them. The police are doing the best they can. I mean, these are these are wild situations. You have a hundred rioters, you have a hundred Antifa out there. I mean, you don't want that to go sideways on you. If you're a cop, you got to be really careful how you take these people down. You wait for somebody to actually commit a crime. See if you've got a reason going on. And, you know, one of the comments here that Jason said was, yeah, while cops are burdened with absurd complaints for legal arrests, arrests that aren't charged. Did a podcast a couple of days ago where I touched on how many uh, I read a whole bunch of the arrests or the complaints about the Seattle Police Department. They've had 19,000 complaints from the peaceful protesters since last spring and summer in Seattle. 19,000. You know how many police have been let go because of those complaints? None. How many were disciplined? None. Because those 19,000 complaints were nonsense. They really were. I read through them. I read a bunch of them. I mean, you almost giggle after a while. You're like, (laughs) this is so absurd. And you watch the videos. There was one of a kid who was, you know, supposedly had uh, been pepper sprayed. Clearly, that wasn't the case. The kid's screaming. Somebody's dumping milk on their head. I mean, the whole thing's just a mess. These complaints are a mess. And when people look at them, they're like, yeah, not sustained, not sustained, not sustained. And the ones where they are partially sustained, it's like, oh, that's such a reach. That is such a reach at best. That's why everybody's like, all right, they are just overloading the system with complaints. Let's throw so much, you know what, against the wall. Let's see if something sticks. And of the 19,000 complaints, I think a handful of stuck. 
but they haven't really stuck because their end goal is to get rid of the police. Because in a perfect society, we don't have, we don't have police. We're just wide open, let her rip, because that works out so well. Because you guys will just kind of do your peaceful protesting everywhere, because there's no consequences then. That's going to be a great look. So, you know, anti-fascist, oh, yeah, sign me up. No, that's ridiculous. You got to have laws. You got to have organization. We live in a society, right? So if you want to check this out, this Jason Rance, he always has good stuff on what's going on in Seattle. And he's one of the few real media. I consider myself a wannabe media guy because I'm just a real estate guy. I don't really have the whole media background, but I tell you what I think. And um, to me, Jason Rance, he he kind of always gives the outer limit of what is um, probably currently um, how you can approach some of these topics. And it is getting because these have been hot topics. It's like, okay, if you say that, oof, that's not going to go over well. If you say it this way, mm, people are going to take offense to that, even though that's really going on. So I look to guys like Jason Rance to know, all right, where are the borders here? And so now we've got a situation where these protests, they are not Black Lives Matter, they are not affiliated with Black Lives Matter. I mean, and who knows how that integration went with Black Lives Matter and Antifa. You know, and if you believe a lot of the people on the left, Antifa is a myth. They are mythical. They are mythical creatures. They don't exist. Yet somehow they romp around Portland and Seattle and just break windows, you know, willy-nilly and tag things up and do some just chants that are, oh, they're just, they're so moving that, um, I mean, you really just want to get up and go, oh. That's a that is a chant right there. Get those bongo drums going. Just oh, I need to get some bongo drums so I can make fun of that. But I mean, <laughs> you know, you listen to those chants for long enough at, uh, at at these protests, and you're like, yeah, f the police. Oh yeah, no, that's not us. That's not reasonable, people. We don't say that. When we were kids, if you said f the police and the full explanation, there would be some there'd be some heck to pay, right? I mean, your parents would just drop the whatever on you and say, Oh, yeah, we need to talk. You said what about the police? Mm, that's a no go. And I feel like that was across the board. Most families taught that. I don't know, outside of where I grew up, if people are okay with F the police. I mean, I know in certain some segments of the society, that is, that's openly, you know, it's okay. But for me, it's like, all right, that is, that's kind of Johnny Law. And you don't say that kind of thing. You don't show that kind of disrespect. But in other communities, they've had issues with the police. And that's a thing. So I guess it's all kind of where you, you know, where you fit in society and how you perceive it. But I also see a lot of people, a lot of communities of color and leadership in communities of color saying, you know what, bashing out windows isn't the message that we're trying to send. That's not where we're at. That doesn't send a message of racial equality at all. It kind of does the opposite. It's just you guys are just out breaking some windows. You're out doing some tagging. So will Seattle leadership do anything? No, I don't think so. They might talk about it here pretty soon. But guys like Jason Rance, they're going to talk about it. And they're going to say mythical Antifa peacefully riot after saying they'd riot catching Seattle and Portland off guard. Who knew? Uh, oh, we didn't see this coming. Oh, but it's posted on social media, not on Parler because Parler is deplatformed. 
but on Twitter and Facebook. So as this story continues, I will keep it going for you right here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for downloading in the podcast platforms. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds, real estate guy. I read the news. Thanks for being here. Catch up soon. Bye. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.